Welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of Landed, Stories of Newcomers, a podcast by Global Cleveland. Global Cleveland is a nonprofit organization dedicated to growing Northeast Ohio's economy by welcoming and connecting international people to opportunities and fostering a more inviting community for those seeking a place to call home. This week, we have a very special International Women's Month episode. I'll hand it off to Joe Simperman, Global Cleveland's president, to introduce you to this episode's special guests. Good day and welcome to our podcast, Global Cleveland's podcast of Landed, where we have a chance to talk to international newcomer leaders here in Cleveland whose influence is known throughout our region and abroad. Today is a very special day during International Women's Month when we are honored to interview two individuals. Ansir Junaid immigrated to the United States over 30 years ago with a singular focus to earn a strong education and create a positive impact. He is sought after expert is sought after expert in transforming fragmented markets into sustainable growth engines through innovative techniques and technology infusion. And through his leadership, Supply Side Group has grown into a global business that serves hundreds of customers and companies, including decades-long relationships with Fortune 500 notables such as Amazon, Target, UPS, Home Depot, and Lowe's to name a few. Mr. Junaid and his wife, Sophia Junaid, share a deep commitment towards philanthropy. And from this passion and this belief, they created the Junaid Family Foundation. Sophia Junaid, trustee of the Junaid Family Foundation, is a passionate advocate for her community and volunteers her time and philanthropy to numerous local and international organizations. In particular, she is an advocate for girls and women to support their ability to reach their full potential regardless of circumstance. What a fitting interview for us to have during International Women's Month. Hello and welcome, Sophia and Junaid. We're so sincere. We are so grateful that you are both here with us. Well, thank you so much for inviting us to share our story and our work uh, to your point, especially during Women's uh, History Month. Thank you so much for having us. Um, we are, as a family, very passionate about supporting opportunities for girls and women. Because in doing so, the whole world benefits. According to studies from the United Nations, economic empowerment is central to realizing women's rights and gender equality. When women work, economies grow. This is a proven fact. Education of girls is central to economic empowerment and more inclusive economic growth of countries. Employing women is great for any kind of business. It improves organizational effectiveness and growth. There are four themes that permeate the work we do. Sustainability, health, education, and women's empowerment. We are so excited to be here and to share these with you. Thank you so much. We know that uh, neither of you uh, were originally born in Cleveland. Can you share with us each how you came to become Clevelanders and what has prompted you to become the philanthropic leaders that you are both here in Northeast Ohio and around the world? Uh, certainly, I was born and raised in Pakistan and uh, went to study in London first uh, and then transferred to uh, Cleveland State in 1990 um, to finish my uh, uh, school. After the graduation, uh, I want to mention that I had no experience and I uh, applied at Pepsi 
And I remember uh, a woman named Mary giving me a break without any experience and hired me as a programmer. So that was my first uh, job in a corporate world. And um, then I worked for a packaging company uh, where I learned um, warehousing and logistics. Uh, that's when I uh, started a pallet manufacturing and packaging business in 90s when all the big box stores were popping up. And 20 years later, uh, we own many uh, global supply chain businesses now. So I also came to Cleveland um, to complete my education. Answer was um, already in the picture. Um, I studied pharmacology, but ultimately decided uh, to put these things aside and focus not just on the family, but on the growth of our businesses. I was born in Europe, raised there as well as the Middle East, which is quite a contrast um, as anyone can imagine, being a third cultural child, I did observe the differences and disparities amongst girls and women in different parts of the world. And that did leave a lasting impression on me. And I started to think about what purpose do I have in life and what can I do with these observations? Sophia is being modest. She's uh, always been the... Uh guiding inspiration behind our contributions in Cleveland and abroad. We both feel it's everyone's responsibility to do whatever we can to uplift humanity. Thank you so much, both of you. It's, it's such an interesting story and, and a story I think that so many people in Cleveland share and, and, and would be inspired by. You have successfully formed the Junaid Family Foundation to help others. What was it like to start this organization? What has it been like and how and why did you create this foundation in order to have the impact that you both have? So I can start by saying that philanthropy has always been an important part of our lives. Uh, we do not want to take our lives and lifestyle for granted, um, and we do want to give back. Uh, we have a desire to help others and have the ability to use our resources and skills in a way that is beneficial to people around us. Um, the other thing is we have two children, two young adults. It's very important for us to instill these principles in them as well so, they, so that they have a perspective and recognize their responsibility um, to the world around them. Um, Sophie is really passionate about women empowerment, um, gender equity, education. Um, our journey really began um, with um, the 2008 earthquakes in Pakistan. Uh, it was a pretty uh, sad situation. People were uh, desperate for medical supplies. And I remember Cleveland Clinic uh, stepping up. They donated... Um, over a million dollars worth of uh, medical aid. And uh, I had some experience in logistics and uh, knew how to connect the dots and make sure the supplies got to the right people in Pakistan. And while we were doing it, we learned about this NGO called the Citizen Foundation, who had schools in those rural areas of Pakistan, which were destroyed. And their model is just amazing. Their model works around to educate girls. They started with five schools with a principle that if you're not a part of a solution, then you're part of a problem. Yeah. Um, so 
Later on today, they have transformed into over 1,800 schools mm. with 280,000 students. So their aim is to really bring positive change by educating, empowering, elevating. One of the beauty which we love working with them is that they only hire females from the villages wherever they build the schools. They have over 12,000 female teachers in those schools. So they're creating an environment for girls to rise above inequalities. And we all know when you educate um, a woman or a, or, 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 or a student, a girl, you not only improve their lives, but you also transform the lives of their families, their communities, their, their country. I mean, every extra year of education can boost women's income by 20%. So in adding, uh, in addition, you know, we've been supporting TCF with many schools, but now our focus has been, we just finished building another uh, schools for girls in Pakistan. So the experience um, that Janae just described, that was really the beginning of our journey. Um, Eventually, we decided that we need to do things a bit more formally, and that led to the creation of the Family Foundation. Personally, I believe, honestly, it's very easy to write a check and look the other way. Um, we, our, passionate, our passion do, does run a bit deeper. I do think by having a proper foundation, we can take on bigger and longer projects in a more organized fashion. We're also held more accountable. Uh, we are more deeply involved versus just doing something independently in a haphazard manner. Mm -hmm. I know that the foundation that you both uh, lead and support and, and, and started supports vulnerable populations. Um, the focus obviously on women and children, which you've just spoken to. It's fitting, of course, for us to discuss this now in light of the fact that it is Women's History Month internationally around the globe. Could you share a little bit about how you deliver on this mission? I'd especially love for you to talk about your re recent efforts in Pakistan and the ongoing work that you do in, in the country and how your foundation plays a role all the way here from Cleveland, Ohio. So um, our foundation is designed around four pillars, healthcare, education, diversity and equality, and civic engagement. We believe that these four areas um, are the essentials for any thriving, healthy community. Our most extensive program to date um, is our prenatal nutrition program in Pakistan. Um, all over the world, taking a comprehensive prenatal vitamin is second nature in US and most of the developed world. But unfortunately, that is not the case in places like Pakistan. Uh, there are significant issues with um, malnourishment, anemia in um, pregnant and lactating women that could lead to poorer birth outcomes, premature delivery, low birth weights, um, and even increased rates of infant mortality. Um, traditionally, they have always been given IFA, which is your basic iron and folic acid, uh, which is great, but that is the bare minimum. Uh, a better option through research we have found is mul multiple micronutrient supplements, MMS. Uh, for decades, it has been the gold standard supplement recommended for uh, pregnant and lactating women in the developed world. 
And Jeanette can give you more details on that. Yeah, ju just to talk about this MMS, it's, it's really approved by UN, also WHO, uh, certainly um, developed countries, it's 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 everyday thing. But unfortunately, to Sophia's point earlier, um, it's not available. Um, so, you know, we're, we're trying to make that as a standard because we know that a society is only as healthy as its women and children. So in 2020, um, as a part of our woman empowerment efforts, um, we believe that every pregnant woman should have access to the nutrients she needs, regardless of where she lives in the world. So we partnered up with humanitarian Kirk Foundation um, to really serve the Pakistan market. Um, because uh, most people are not aware that Pakistan's population is 220 million, 67% uh, of them are under 30. We are the fifth largest economies of the world. So we uh, started a, a program with Ministry of Health um, to change the guidelines from MMS to, uh, from IFA to MMS. And we did a pilot program and it became really successful in different cities of Pakistan. Now we're going after a national program to implement MMS uh, pretty much in all provinces and all the different cities of Pakistan. But you know, in the meantime, unfortunately, Pakistan experienced disastrous floods again in 2022, over $30 billion loss. Um, it's 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 going to take a while, um, you know, to 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 get back in the rural areas because the destruction caused by flooding throughout much of Pakistan is incomprehensible. You know, there were 1.5 million women out there who were dislocated and pregnant. So we really had to pivot and donate another two million bottles. Um, you know, to 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 the flood victims. Uh, first, uh, we're, we're, our team has been there. We've got a whole supply chain team goes back and forth. We educate uh, the women with communication strategies so they know what they're taking and when they're taking it. The first billion bottles are already being distributed. Uh, and, you know, we're fortunate to have success in Pakistan and when, when it comes to helping pregnant women. And uh, a, a great breakthrough for us because is that, you know, Bill Gates Foundation is doing a lot of work in Pakistan. And uh, because of our efforts in Pakistan, um, that they, uh, I was just with them last week, uh, they are going to work with us as a partner to grow the MMS program, not just in Pakistan, but also in other countries. Wow, it's so amazing. Your your uh, impact that you are having your family um, across the globe is, is really remarkable. You know, being that we are Global Cleveland and this is our podcast, we want to make Cleveland the most welcoming city in the world. And in your personal experience with the two of you and your professional and philanthropic uh, lives, what do you believe that we can do as a region and as individuals to make our city and our community a better place for international luminaries like yourselves? Well, first of all, I really appreciate that Global Cleveland provides incredible resources, support and opportunities for immigrants, refugees, newcomers. So we really uh, appreciate that. And Cleveland is an amazing city, right? It's a Midwest 
town, best schools, great hospitals, I mean, standard of living, you name it. But, you know, let me share, like I sit on the board of Sports Commission, I'm the chair for the Pan-American uh, Master Games now, which is a rare opportunity for a city like ours. Uh, it usually is happening in Rio uh, or Tokyo, cities um, like them, but now it's coming to Cleveland. And Pan-American Master Games are going to be in July 2024, where you're going to have multi-sport events that will bring about 8,000 amateur athletes uh, aged 30 years and up from around the world to compete in the range of sports. We have like 30 different sports going on. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be a great thing that we can put Cleveland on the international map. What it, what's really amazing also is that we have so many, so many diverse communities in the area to welcome them. Because, you know, to me, um, sports promote diversity. I mean, we just hosted a Scotch Cleveland Classic at the Racquet Club, which attracted 12 of the top female Scotch players in the world from different countries. So, you know, the most important thing is to create a brand, um, you know, to uh, Cleveland is an international destination. Um, you know, one, one part, which is the most important thing for us, to be honest, is, is to create opportunities for young people. You know, our kids graduate from great schools, some, some of them from other part of the U.S., uh, but they don't move back to Cleveland. We need to create opportunities for young people. We need to create more jobs to bring them back. I was just with our Lieutenant Governor, uh, John Houston, last week, and we talked about Intel coming to Columbus. And just to give you a, a perspective, uh, India produces 240,000 engineers per year, China, 100,000, um, or, 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 and U.S. is even less than that. Um, so, you know, we need more talent. And the only way we think we can really, really bring more talent and, 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 and bring some more young people back is that, you know, we need to work with universities to create more strategic alliances overseas um, to attract more international students, to attract more immigrant uh, you know, coming to, 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 to Cleveland. So Sophia and Ansir, one of the things that is so interesting is that while this uh, family foundation obviously has a lot to do with helping people all over the world and specifically in Pakistan, this foundation also supports quite a few local efforts uh, for people here in Northeast Ohio. And I'm wondering if you could share a little bit about those efforts for people living here in Northeast Ohio and how this foundation that you both started uh, means so much to so many people who call Cleveland and Northeast Ohio home. Uh, thank you, Joe. Yeah, Cleveland has given us so much opportunity for last 30 years, and we're humbled to give back to our communities. And Cleveland means so much to us. People often ask me, where is home? Is it the place of your birth? Is it where you were raised? Is it where my family resides currently? But I have to say it's Cleveland because I gave birth here. This is home for my kids. So we focus a lot locally because this is home. Um, we uh, do like to get involved in medical research. Junaid is on the board for university hospitals. One of the research projects we are involved in is at UH for, uh, with Dr. Orge uh, for amblyopia, also known as lazy eye. And um, 
it's a study that what happens when a physician uh, instructs uh, a patient to patch one eye. This is such a simple, fairly inexpensive way um, to solve a problem that is huge all around the world. Eye patching is uh, the best treatment for a global health problem. We would love to share these findings um, all over the world. We also provide um, sight um, eyeglasses to children who do not have access. Um, besides, um, besides that, in the local community, we did, uh, when the pandemic hit, we did uh, provide COVID relief support, um, providing PPE, uh, like um, hand sanitizers um, and masks to the Cleveland local food bank hospitals so that people could get to work comfortably as well as um, safely. Junaid is also on the board of Medina Creative for its housing for special needs children. And we are looking at another potential project for uh, people with um, children with special needs, but who are now approaching young adulthood um, to take care of their housings and the dignity of their living. Well, she covered it all. Um, you know, I just like to add that I'm on the board of RAND and we support gender equity studies uh, in different parts of the world, including Korea, Pakistan. So gender equity is important to us because, you know, no one country in the world can yet say they have achieved gender equality. Um, and with that, again, we are Clevelanders, um, even though we travel all over the world, but it's home to us. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, both of you, for your time and for the gift of your humanity, uh, both to Northeast Ohio, as well as to people uh, in the great country of Pakistan. We have been joined today by Sophia and Ansar Junaid of the Junaid Family Foundation, two individuals who are showing what it means to be incredibly generous in giving human beings, but also who remind us that we too can take up the role of helping each other out with our intellect and our desire to do good. Thank you both so very much for everything you do for our community. Thank you for what you do for Pakistan. We are so thrilled and lucky that you are here, and we are so honored that you are calling Cleveland and Northeast Ohio home. It's been our pleasure. Thank you so much, Joe. Thank you so much, Joe. Thanks. Thank you. This has been our episode of Landed Podcast with Sophia and Ansar Junaid and the Junaid Family Foundation. Thanks to them and to everybody who makes Cleveland their home as we strengthen our city by welcoming the world. Thank you so much to Junaid and Sophia for joining us. You can learn more about their work at junaidfamilyfoundation.org. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like and share it with your friends. Make sure to hit the follow button to be notified whenever we post a new conversation. Learn more about us at globalcleveland.org. Thanks for listening.